Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or whatever you choose to be identified by. This is Nick with another wonderful episode of the Schnozcast. I will be hosting in Bob's absence tonight. Uh, he's off fraternizing with some of his brethren, and uh, at least he's not sick this time. Tonight we're going to get into a couple things, but we're going to leave you on the edge of your seats and shoot from the hip. That's the way we do things when Bob Rankin's not here. So why don't we get into this episode by introducing our co-host, Mr. Todd Dillon. How are you, sir? I am doing just fine, sir. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be seen. Mr. Selesky, I notice uh, your background's changed a little bit. Yeah, I upgraded uh, the basement a little, so... Rather than having the big Lebowski and all that behind me, mm-hmm. it's going to look like this now. You put in some drywall? Yeah. A window. That's wonderful. Got some LEDs going on. It's, uh, no, I'm actually remote at home. Like, uh, I, I pulled a Todd for today. You son of a bitch. Yeah. You know. Looks like you got two uh, anal glowing devices back there. <laughs> oh, I thought my head was going to be in front of those. <laughs> Well, too late now that we started. Daniel, Daniel, Cats out of the bag. Daniel and I are charging those for later, Todd. <laughs> when they glow like that, that means they're fully charged. <laughs> Honey, can we mess around with the lights <laughs> off again? I'm going to have to uh, step away for a second here, guys, and <laughs> grab one of those they're mini really, lightsabers real quick. They're really bright. Right around they the sphincter, are. it gets really, really bright. The rest of it, you can't really see, but. It gets warmer towards the top, I imagine. <laughs> I, I tell her to say, or the ah, bottom. I, I can see the light out of her mouth. <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things light up when they put those in. Even their wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, what were our names again? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. They're on their s- names, names, so- names for people that don't know us. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm a co-host. We've got Corey, who's also a co-host and Todd. Oh, hang on. Sorry, before we continue on. Yeah. So but Bob's gone. He's he's uh, up at his old alma mater in Alma. Yeah, uh, Todd, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on with that? You know, probably a bunch of dudes laying around, hugging on each other, drinking beer, doing things that I wouldn't do. That's why I'm not there. So, so Todd, <laughs> let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Yes. So since he and he does this consistently every year, he goes up there with a couple of uh, your guys' frat brothers that are still in the area. He does. How how oddly do you think they get looked at being a hundred years old, fifty plus year old men still well, going to frat parties at Alma? So the funny thing is, there's a bunch of seventy year old dudes in there as well. That's why I'm not there. It is not the coolest party in town. <laughs> There's seriously guys older than Bob. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they'll be fighting, throwing up. So is, is this gonna? Is this like a? <laughs> Is this like a Rotary Club uh, meeting that they're going to? Kiwanis Club. Yeah. <laughs> Moose Lodge. Just a, a, a bunch of guys and, and, and girls getting to uh, relive their college days, no matter how old they are. So do they actually go, like, back to the, to the fraternity house, or are they, like, meeting at, like, the, the fucking cafeteria at the Ramada? It depends. It depends on what year. I don't know if the house is burned down or not yet this time. It's been burned down a couple of times since since I was there. I mean, well, if you've been a member, do they just, no matter if you're 58, if they're like, yeah, come on in. 
So it's supposed to work that way. And that's this part of the reason I don't ever go back is, uh, again, I, I'm a famous frauder. I mean, people know who I am. Uh, and so uh, the, I think the last time I, I went, uh, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like uh, the entourage was appreciated. So I, I packed up my things and decided not to go back. Yeah, they know who you Hold- are. You're that uh, you're who's that weird guy at the door. Okay. Hold, hold I'm on. the guy who put that place on the map. <laughs> Hang on, Todd. So you, you're saying you actually did not feel welcome the last time you went? I didn't. And I built that place. Huh. So so clearly Bob has not had that same situation occur. Or, or he's just used to being shunned. Shunned. Wow. Okay. All right. I, hey, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I find it very... Very funny. I, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Good for him. It's, it's tradition. I'm all about traditions. Um, but yeah, I, I always just kind of chuckle a little bit being like, man, his old ass going up to Alma, hanging out with all these young college kids. I just thought of a new tradition, Corey. I'll start mailing you a sock filled with dog shit every year on your birthday. That'll be a tradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would be. Um, <laughs> Hold on. In, in the words. Did I tell you, Danielle and I moved. <laughs> In, in the words, in the words, in the words of Corey, yeah, what's uh, what's something that they share in common between uh, going up to Alma and fucking partying every fucking year when you're an old man and getting shipped a sock full of dog shit? Those are two fucking traditions I don't fucking care about. Yeah. <laughs> I would gladly take my sock full of dog shit every year. Like, oh, I guess it's my birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hope he froze it this I, year. I, I, I knew I forgot what day it was. If you guys are just tuning into the Schnozcast, uh, you can be sure to tune in to us every week. Uh, we release episodes uh, typically sometime in the morning uh, around 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all different... We get around to it. <laughs> yeah, between between 10 a.m. and uh, whenever we feel like it on Fridays uh, at the end of each week from the previous week's episode. Brand new episodes showing up on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Audible. All at Schnozcast. You can follow our social media pages. Also, all at Schnozcast. Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Schnozcast. And don't forget to email us your existential questions, comments, gripes, or bitches to schnozcast at gmail.com. Or you can text us or call us live while we're doing the show, uh, which typically happens on Friday or Saturday night at 618-SHOCKER, S-C-H, correction, (laughs) S-H-O-C-K-E-R. 618 shocker shocker well, i couldn't remember i'm like when i when i got the number i'm like shit did i put a c in there i'm used to every you know how many times i write schnozcast with a fucking c every fucking time i do the artwork so yeah you can get a hold of us at 618 s h o c k e r shocker the shocker like line. schedule like schedule <laughs> guys uh grab a shot this is the first time you're listening to us. We do shots on the show. But I don't know why. Yeah. I need them tonight. Tonight, I am drinking something new. Bob's not here, so I did not have to consult him. Not that he would be opposed to this. Uh, but him and I typically go in on a bottle of something. Corey brings something that is usually disgusting. And then we all just end up drinking what we brought. Um, 
So tonight I am doing Big House Hard Apple Whiskey. I think it's a Canadian whiskey uh, with different, I guess, flavors of Granny Smith apple. It's pretty fucking good, though. As good as the original apple Canadian whiskey by Crown Royal. Here we go. Well, we all don't have Crown Royal money. (laughs) Just saying. But, yeah, it was uh, a little bit more expensive than Fireball, not as expensive as Crown, so uh, pretty decent. Drinking blue light as usual. Todd, what are you having tonight? I'm having a little Crown Apple for my shot. And for my beer, I'm drinking uh, Fort George's uh, Magnetic Fields Hazy IPA again. And it is mag-freaking-nificent. Fort George's? Fort George. All right. Todd, what do you think about that uh, that picture that Nick sent us with that, that cider the other day? Did you see that uh, one? Uh, I don't remember. I, I thought, I'm sure I did. Nick, what was the... Uh, the name of that one? The one that I sent it, uh, all you guys? In the, yeah. Hang on, I think I got it here real quick, too. Um, There we go. Uh, Sticky Mac. Sticky Mac. Yeah. I would very much like to try that. Yeah, there you go. Yep, so it's... I, I, would, I would very much like to try that. You know, it's it's local, Corey. Is it? Yeah. Uh, to, to what brewery? Uh, Meckley's Cidery and Fruit Farm. Um, I looked it up. It's, it's somewhere it's local. I don't know if it's like two hours away local or, or what, but it is around here and they have some pretty fucking crazy shit that they've been releasing. They had some kind of, uh, some kind of hard cider ice cream slushy thing that looked fucking phenomenal. And they had this, uh, and then they have a a whole bunch of different other kinds, but 6.9% ABV, which is fucking crazy. Um, what are you doing a shot of core? Uh, I stopped and grabbed a little, little baby boy of fireball, the teeniest of the tiniest. Cheers, boys. Salute. Cheers. Nastarovia. <sighs> so in sweet sassy molassy. Ooh. Um, Todd. I think yes, we're going to switch on over to you for a second. If yeah? You, uh, what, what are we doing? What are we any doing? kind of grievances? Oh. Ah. Nick, you you've are... known Todd for how long now? Oh. When, did, when, does, when does Todd Dillon not have a grievance? <laughs> Do I have? His, his grievance is you saying, does he have a grievance? <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Go ahead. No, no worries. Do I have grievances? So and now let, we let come to it. the airing of grievances. And another thing. Yes. So today's grievance is this. Please, please, please. I know that you're tired. But when you're tired, don't bring your kids to the grocery store and let them run amok uh, and get in the way and push carts in the way. Some of us have places to be. I appreciate that being a mom is tough, but wrangle your damn kids. I am not the guy who wants to be dodging your kid, throwing shit on the floor, moving my cart, having fun, and you ignoring, pretending like you don't see it. Watch your damn kids. Please. Please, please, please. <laughs> so, what? What was that sound? Who's playing it? Who's, where's the television show going? It sounds like me. Nick, yeah, Nick was trying to add a laugh track in the background, apparently. <laughs> what? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. No, I was in I was in the grocery store, and uh, this little little, little kid, <laughs> freaking. Uh, What'd you really want to say, Todd? This little motherfucker. There you uh, go. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Like for, I'm like I smile. I'm like ah, oh, little kid. I smile. I try to make nice, and then he's like, oh, you've engaged me. And so then he starts freaking uh, moving my cart around, throwing shit on the floor, and I'm like. And, his, and I'm like, look at his mom. And I like stop, and I'm like waiting. Are you gonna say something? And then she kind of looks up, looks like like, do you need to get by? And I'm like, uh, yes, please. And then I see her in the next aisle, and her kid begins the game anew on the other side, and she's like totally oblivious to this. Please, I, I didn't sign up for this. I'm just trying to get a little bit of flour, a little bit of olive oil, and get my ass home. I'm not looking for any trouble. What exactly? You need any sugar? What exactly were you making? Play-Doh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you. I did some old-school pan-fried pork chops. Oh, that's right. Didn't you say you were making them for your dogs? No, I've sous-vide them for the dogs. Uh, Todd, when your dogs are eating better than me, that's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs have very uh, discerning tastes. Here, you... Yeah, so do yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you my meals and then you send me your dog's meals. <laughs> it's funny they th- they turn their nose up to that fresh pet bullshit. They're like, this is fucking dog food. <laughs> it, it, and Todd, you know I I can definitely back you on that because Daniela uh, started wanting to make make the dogs food rather than you know buy store bought dog food. And so now if there's ever a night where we didn't have any left or, you know, they only get a little bit. And then, you know, we'll give them some regular dog food with it. They look at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we don't eat this shit anymore. Exactly. We, well, Boda Day did the same thing. He did the same thing, Corey. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. And like, we, we no, no, yeah. a peanut butter ice cream treat that he's eaten for forever. And Mary started making the homemade ones with like yogurt. So now he's like, I gave him, a, I'm like, oh, it's hot. Oh. It's a warm day here. Here's this ice peanut butter ice cream treat. He's like, fuck this dog treat. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy how used they get to it, and and they they know, and they will definitely turn their noses up at actual dog food now. And so for the longest time too, uh, so Rue will still eat anything, but Remy will get very picky about even his treats. So for the longest time, he was getting like the chewy, like kind of fancy treats, and I poured out a big box of uh, the big milk bones that we had from uh, this Christmas into their treat bowl. And I tried to give him one the other day and he just turns his nose up at it. Like, ah, that's not the good stuff. And he, Danielle does the same thing. She tries to give him one. He's like, no, thank you. I want the other ones. <laughs> yeah, the, the, thought... only store, the only store-bought biscuit that uh, Bo, Bo and Max will eat consistently is uh, Kirkland's. Because I get, and cause Mary bought these uh, cheesy bacon. And, and these things are marketed towards humans. I'm like, oh, cheese and bacon. We got to get him a bag of those. And they're, they're, they're baked. <laughs> it's baked on. It's good stuff. And so I'm like... Freaking Bo leaves it in like 8 million pieces. I think he consumed like a, a third of it. The rest of it was all in crumbs all over the carpet. I don't, but yeah, he's like totally spoiled. Totally I, spoiled. I don't know if uh, within the same sentence of you talking about, Corey, about you talking about your dog turning his nose up at certain treats and then saying Danielle does the same thing, if that's necessarily the best verbiage. Oh, well, you know. I mean, she turns her nose up a lot too, so. The dogs are divas. Danielle does not fucking she won't even sniff her treats that I buy her throw them right on the carpet they're all divas she's she's up around the couch right now and can't hear me so 
Well, I saw someone's tail go uh, next to your shoulder. So, yeah, because so I don't know I'm if assuming... that was her pony or if that was one of the oh. dogs. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> oh, it's Dan- hey Danielle. <laughs> she, she's waving. Hey, hey Danielle. <laughs> what is she doing with her head? Going back. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, you don't Danielle. know. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Uh, and then. <laughs> Your ponytail's going faster. <laughs> Danielle, seriously, it's enough. It's not all about you, sweetheart. And I have an, another another minor knit grievance, if I if Yeah, I yeah, may. absolutely. Go ahead. So, and this is, I think I've touched on this a little bit before, and this may not, this is not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm a primetime TV viewer. I, I, I'm not, every now and again, I'm not, I don't just stream things. And so I watch regular television, but, and I brought this up before. I, but I, my grievance today is just lazy kind of drama writing uh it is and, and again i know i'm supposed to suspend a bit of disbelief but when you're watching law and order there is no way in hell that a chunky lady police officer and nothing again i know that women are able but no way does she catch a dude with a 40 yard head start who's an athlete and tackle him like a mile away from the where the race started it I, I just I, I'm I'm sick of it. Make it more realistic. Make it like a. T- and besides, you ever notice? Like, and why is every criminal like in the greatest shape ever? They're able to run for blocks at the same freaking speed. Dude, Come there's, on. there's a they're that's part of the job description. They're career criminals, man. They're they're used to running. And dude, you know, listen. <laughs> if 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 every now and then Bill has to drive Sharon around the block and put her like you know hundred feet away and say all right go go ahead sweetheart go get, come around the corner and tackle him I'm like because I'm like that's I'm good TV Todd I'm not trying to be a chauvinist and I know that there are women who can run down men all day but in this show when I see again it's just so unreal I'm like so she if they were like ten feet away I'm like okay. She's in shape. She's been training for this. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline, she can catch, dude. I get it. But she's not going to chase dude down over two blocks, gaining. And, oh, yeah, staying in front of the other dude police officer who's also in shape. She's quick, man. She's quick. <laughs> no, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I can't suspend disbelief. And I know I, like I, said, I know it's a cheap shot grief, uh, uh, grievance, and it's going to seem like I'm being sexist, and I'm not. Again, just make it closer to – these are it's law and order, damn it! Not Superman. <laughs> sure. oh, I was, I was, I was going to say. So you didn't like the scene in Men in Black then, when Will Smith ran down that alien and he for, flipped for over the forties. But again, and again, it, there's there's aliens and the aliens that smoke and they just, and they got Bismarck he doing the, and the yeah that. So I, now I know that my my expanse of disbelief has to be bigger for that. I guess it's similar. Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise is the king of chase scenes that last for 45 minutes. And I'm like, and he doesn't slow down and he's still able to climb the hundred foot rope up to the helicopter in the he's, wind after he's even, been for 45 minutes. I get it. Those are, that's that type of show. But in law and order, where it's supposed to be kind of mimicking today's events. Come on, Corey, give me a break. I mean, I've seen Mariska Hargitay run down a guy or two. So I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. Corey, I don't know about you, but. We've been doing a podcast for several years uh, where our token black friend 
has been on it with us. Why is this the first time we've heard him beatbox to us on 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 the show? And why was it so short? That's all I want to fucking know. Because it's Nick, all it took all it took was that key of Men in Black. <laughs> And that that opened up that opened up Todd's beatboxing. It was it was almost too easy. So, I mean, so we'll just have to we'll just have to remember for future episodes. We'll just have to pepper in Men in Black references, and hopefully we'll get a Bismarcky. I mean, out I, of Todd. I mean, I hope you guys edit that out, please. Oh no, dude, that's it's coming anything, out in post. If any, if anything, that's going to be the title of the episode somehow. <laughs> I don't know how Bob can break that down into uh, into letters, but I think he should try. I mean, I know I can order anything I want, but I'm in Idaho. I want a potato. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. No, I can't wait now. I'm be like, oh, yeah, did you guys, the other night on TBS, Men in Black was on. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go back into it? <laughs> oh, I get, I almost guarantee it. it. Just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't long enough. It it really wasn't, and we have to do something to be able to spark that that fire inside of him that yeah. that, that that fire in his belly to come back out again. That true darkness. To oh, wait, come back maybe out. maybe was it was it the Will Smith reference and the Metal Black reference? <laughs> I, know, I see how Corey's trying to tickle the combination. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Corey, like a, Corey. Whoa, what? Whoa, easy, girl. Easy. It's a double. It's a double keyed vault. Yeah, you can't just have one. You have to have the we're, other. Exactly. We're, we're, exactly. We're, we're trying to catch this. We're trying to get this little squirrel to eat from our hands. We don't want to make any big movements. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, in in light of the in light of the fact that our good friend is not with us, let's go back to this little clip. In a second here. I literally just pressed the button that I'm supposed to press and everything went fucking haywire, but here. You should do a very quick, um, just have him send you, have him send you like audio clip of a similar review and then you, and then you watch the same thing and then you shit all over it at the end. <laughs> what are you doing? What? Oh, oh. <laughs> I've just been sitting here like absentmindedly doing this. Here, you want my, you want my skin flakes? I can see it. Yeah, he's <laughs> scratching his arm on the black tablecloth, and there's dusted Parmesan. That it looks like oh. someone dumped all. Oh, Sorry. good. Don't worry, it's on my floor it's on now. The floor now. Yeah. So well, that's you vacuum fine. the floor. You don't vacuum the table. Sure. Yeah. I I'm will sorry. now. I didn't even realize. I was just like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh shitty Ozark. Got it. <laughs> And this is for the last time I was out on the water with you guys. Oh, you're so <laughs> fucked when we go up north. Dude. Oh, I totally. No, no, this is my base. I'm do you have SPF like a thousand that's coming with us? Do you have psoriasis medication? <laughs> it's Felix kid. I'm so sorry. So in light of our good friend Bob, we just thought we'd uh, go back in time a little bit and uh, let you hear uh, whatever the hell episode that was. I don't have time to look it up. But you can listen to it. If you go back and go through all our episodes, you can find it. He's very skin gross. Flakes. I know it's gross. It was it was very fucking disgusting. Um, that was uh, episode one twenty nine, little grandfather. If you want to go back and listen to it, um, all up on anywhere you get a podcast for the Schnozcast. All right, moving right along. So we're gonna go into
<laughs> Love that. Love that. <clears throat> Corey, where did you go? Clarifying question. Corey, <laughs> Corey, Corey completely disappeared during my song. I, 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 I turned my camera off real quick. Oh, exactly. okay. Yeah, clarifying question, Todd. Go ahead. Yeah, did you notice that one of those uh, anal injectors dimmed a little bit? <laughs> I noticed everything it's dimmed. A, it's got a little stain on it. I think he's like, oh, he's doing that song, and he's putting up his title screen, Danielle. Now's your chance. Fuck, Grab me. the probe. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this uh, installment of Nick's existential question of the week is if you could dance any dance perfectly, which dance would you choose and why? And I thought this might be interesting because I don't know, but I don't feel that anybody on the podcast is is someone I, that I would write home about for dancing. You're what? about to be disagreed. Yep, exactly. You're about to what? be disagreed with. You clearly don't know people on this podcast. Uh, Todd, please prove me wrong. Uh, I would like to see some videos, but uh, perhaps Video. perhaps in your prime, perhaps in your prime. And in my prime. The, the, Again, you're about to be disagreed the, with. The fucking stanky leg does not count. Your wedding dances don't count either. So you tell me. First, first now I want to hear what dances you do. That's what I want to hear. Oh. <laughs> I used to do mashed potato. <laughs> it started a long Todd, time Todd ago. Was, I could do the boogaloo. Todd was doing the Charleston when it came out. <laughs> I got mad dancing skills. I don't need that. That this is a weird. I have, I think I have several clarifying questions. What if you do them all well? Well, well, we would need we would need proof to show on the show. Okay, so perfectly mm-hmm. though, perfectly. Yeah, no, but we're e- even remotely good. We're gonna need some proof. And Bob saying that, uh, yeah, you used to be a star football player that could kind of dance like uh, forty five years forty five years ago does not count. We're gonna need something. Kinda. We're gonna need something current. We're gonna need currently. Able to dance. I can currently dance. I can currently do every move I've ever done. Every and move you've I should ever open done. a school. Every- me and Vern me and Vern Fonk should should both open dancing schools. I'm good. I'm good. The guy from the Clarify. Ernest from the Ernest movies? Him too. Yeah, I was gonna clarifying <laughs> question. Who's Vern Fonk? <laughs> well, he was the one that started the nitty gritty. <laughs> And the hoopsie scoopsie and the elbow lickers. <laughs> it was the hottest dance of the town. <laughs> that guy's famous. Is he though? <laughs> What's he famous for? Corey, you've never done the funk? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a song about it. We've got the funk. Oh, it was well before that. <laughs> so, so who is this Vern Funk you're you're speaking of? You can Google. You have the interwebs, don't you? Why do you, why do I have to educate you from? Because what I, I have would, to feed you from the from the spoon of the fountain of my knowledge? Google that me, bitch. Feed, feed me, Mama Bird. <laughs> oh. I, I don't like this visual. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I got to get my beak wet. First of all, oh, <laughs> something's getting wet. First of all, when you start off by referencing someone whose first name is Vern, yeah, you may as well say that it's Gertrude because he's obviously born in the forties. No, good old Vern Funk. Funk, F O N K. 
We used to listen to him on the phonograph. <laughs> All right, Todd. Much like, much like me, Vern's primary job was not dancing, but he was a fabulous dancer. Fabulous. Yeah, was he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you will not get a title of any sort of dancer until we see something recent. Um, okay. But if I could, can if you I could, yeah, if I, I'm picking up the book already. I knew that was coming. If you could dance any dance perfectly, which dance would you choose and why? I really want to know about Corey. Hmm. Well, ask Corey first. I'm thinking. Yeah, Todd, you go first a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, I I found Vern Funk. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, and know, that we, dude this, this is pro- not 70 years old. Our, pro- our propeller stopped, and this we were tailspinning no, out of control, and we finally not, regained no. <laughs> some altitude, and the engine started again, and here the fucking comes Corey shooting one of our wings up. <laughs> no, because no, the only thing that shows up, Todd, Nick, if you had to guess what Vern Funk did for a living, what do you think it would be? Uh, he fucking, I don't know, invented the phonograph. I don't know. Low cost Washington and Oregon car insurance salesman. Wow. And he could dance. Yeah, I'm sure he can. Yeah. Vern Funk is not a, oh, oh my God. Okay. All what? insurance, all insurance. Nothing about dancing. I, I told you it wasn't his primary money earner, but that boy could dance. But I'm assuming he has a commercial where he dances in it. You'd assume right. Okay. Was well, this like I'll a like a next. like a dancing insurance salesman on, on? He was just an accomplished dancer like myself. Okay. People knew him for he's he's famous for his insurance game, but like me, he's got moves, and you wouldn't expect it out of him either. Okay, so we're back I to sure Corey. Don't. Corey, so what dance would you choose? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm not as talented as Todd, apparently. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no true statement. No, but every now and then, no. because I I know none of us are are really dancers. Obviously, you know, none of what us are mean? dancers. I, none of us. What? I, why do you keep saying that, Todd? I mean, as the younger people, the younger three of the podcast, clearly. Oh my god. We know we know nothing about dancing. We would have to we would have to appeal to Bob's sage infinite wisdom. Yeah, I'm dancing. Okay. We've seen that. Have we? We dude. He in the kitchen? Oh. Yeah. Other than the can can, I don't know. I think can can. I think his repertoire only I think it ends there. I don't think it goes it much further beyond hey. the can can. Or what about Jack's impression of Bob dancing? Oh my god. That I sent a text to Jack, which he never responded. Um, it might have been the wrong number. It was uh, pretty inebriated that night, but I said that my special version of heaven will have some version of Jack imitating his father dancing because it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I was literally like in tears laughing. See, so if Jack has seen it, I'm very sure we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen his like 
That's it, no, that's not no, that's it, not it, a fun like his like him we, being funny. His like weird gumby dance that he does around you while you're sleeping on the futon. Like he does weird movements. That's all that's all he's got. That's that's the only That's move. it. That's that, all those those are the only arrows in his quiver, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Well we'll have but to, to answer the but to answer the question, yeah. I, I think I'd like to learn how to polka. It's it's part of my heritage, and uh, my my parents learned. My mom still knows a little bit, but I have no clue. Dude, what? Did you say the hokey pokey? Close enough. If if I had to <clears throat> pick a, this is. <laughs> I feel like you picked the only dance that would match your personality and your speed, which is like. <laughs> With, is there something wrong with that? <laughs> this just should be something like setting your sights high, like, like you know, where Danielle is jumping into your arms, like from Dirty Dancing. You know, you're doing that scene or something like. Not where you're like, you know, it's, <laughs> dude, got, doing a polka is hard to do. Brum, 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 and you're just kind of <laughs> it's much it's much quicker than that. Is it? Oh yes, dude. Anything with an accordion, I don't know how quick it can go. Very quick. <laughs> no. Okay, but that's your answer, Todd. What that's do you my roll, answer. Roll on the barrels has that. What? So I guess if I guess if there's a dance that I'd want to do perfectly, I guess it'd be the Dougie. The Dougie? Yeah. I feel like I've seen people on TikTok do the Dougie. It does not look that hard. Okay, so I'd want to do it perfectly. <laughs> but I thought you they- did every dance perfectly. I, well, I I I, I get myself a solid B minus on the Dougie. Okay, Todd, there's a song that'll teach you how to Dougie. I'm just saying. Have you not heard that song, Todd? I have. He just there's a house there, but none of the fucking lights are on. Nope. So, oh, <laughs> what happened? He was playing. Corey, Corey done blanked this out again. He's yep. gonna do the Dougie, I think. He was playing either that or stick one of those lightsabers up his butt. He was. It was a play on words. He knew that I said uh, a house with no lights, and so he's like, ah, "Look at me." <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Danielle's gonna bitch in a second. Oh, he yeah, just turned the camera. Dude, on. don't. I, I understand that you guys like to be voyeuristic, but don't take advantage of the podcast to fil- fulfill your sexual fantasies with Danielle. Oh, I'm not trusting. It's fucking weird. Um, so for mine, I think I would choose, uh, to moonwalk. It's, I can show that next time I'm in town, dude. Of course you can. Um, it is something that I know is probably not as hard as it looks. It probably is pretty easy from the amount of people I've seen that can do it. Uh, and I've never tried, but I think that'd be cool. And I think you'll, I think you'll struggle with it now, but I think I could teach you No. I've got a I, I get a rhythm like Johnny Cash. No, it's not about rhythm, but I just think you'll struggle. I think you're <laughs> say dancing. I think you're kind of weak footed. So I think I'll probably we'll probably have to well, I'll probably have to give you some wind aid, right? Some we'll get you some old penny loafers that are already broken in. Some some hardwood floors. Todd Todd <laughs> to concrete. confirm. Did you just say that dancing has nothing to do with rhythm? No, no. I said that doing the moonwalk has nothing to do with rhythm. Well, clearly, uh, clearly you've uh, no. Clearly, you can moonwalk all offbeat till the cows come home. There's no. I mean, ultimately, if you're a good moonwalker, you're actually your upper body is doing the magic that's to the beat. But again, the moonwalk is not in sync with the beat. Well, no, unless I'm not, you're I'm, really, really showing off. Which again, if we were in competition, 
we can talk. Well, uh, but but there's there's a rhythm to your feet though that have to be correct in order for it to look bah, look right. Bah. I'll teach you both next time I'm in town. <laughs> okay, you'll Todd, owe me, Todd. If you don't think I have rhythm, clearly you've never been to one of the eighth grade dances that I was at. <laughs> Cutting a rug to "In a Dream" by Raquel when it came on. I don't. I don't want to paint with broad brushes, but <laughs> some some may say uh, some may say that either I was catching a rhythm, or perhaps mm. Gloria Estefan was right. Eventually, the rhythm is really going to get you. Yeah, broken clocks are right twice a day. I'm going to go hang myself now, guys. All right. <laughs> Dude, there's not enough references about the Miami sound machine, so come on. Yeah, we need more of those. Just like we could use some more Vern Funk uh, references. I still don't Vern. know this. I think it's a name he made up. <laughs> no, the, the puzzle pieces go together. It's it's Like I said, it's a sale, uh, insurance salesman in the Washington area, so that's why Todd knows him. Todd probably got his insurance through. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Besides being a great dancer, he's got an awesome name, and you must admit it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Todd, you uh, you keep your sultry fucking comments to yourself, buddy. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do one more question, and then we're gonna move on to a little TT's TikToks. Negative, sir. Uh, we're not. No, because I'm not there, and I don't. I can't put anything up on the screen. You can talk about what? It. You can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, talk, talk about a, a TikTok. Yeah, that makes a, Corey, a lot of did sense. they play the song for you? They did. did Bob, cut, Bob, Bob cut it a little short. He's an asshole. Here you go. Are you ready? where it gets really serious. Oh, uh, Todd, see, this is where you should have started. Like, this should be this, this like, for it, five seconds in, that should have started. <laughs> no, I, I was telling Bob, because he was about to turn it off last time, and it got to that part, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, that that hard, I'm like, that's, yeah, that's dude, the that, best part of the song. That, that should be the first five seconds in. I'm going to, re I'll, re I'll remix it. Okay, I'll so remix we it. We don't have enough buttons for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Delete two of them once he gets the final exactly. version. Exactly, I'll remix. He's, I'll remix it. He's, he's I'll remix. Got, uh, I'll remix it, and we can replace. We can replace a couple of them. If you guys like that, like I said, that's what I looked. That whole thing was the longest creative experience I've ever had. I've I've never <laughs> even actually really heard that part because Bob's never let it play that long. <laughs> so so Cor Corey. So he originally came up with. Are you ready? Which to the untrained ear may sound exactly the same. And I made the I comment, and I made the comment that uh, I said, "Listen, man, getting a little fucking lazy." Because after he heard, you know, what I can do, laying in my <laughs> fucking bed, not trying at all to make a song, he's like, "Oh, I got to up my game a little bit." And I said, "Todd, all it's saying is t is TikTok, 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 and some 
pre-produced song. You did not produce anything. I'm like, no, I did. I said, it's like 18 songs, dude. I I said, (laughs) I said, it doesn't even, it doesn't even say the name of the segment. And he's like, I got you. I got you. And so he's like, all right. He's like, so I fixed it. And we're like, oh, okay. And he he goes, and it's just him yelling in the background, going, TG's TikToks. So Bob goes to me, he goes, is that the only thing he's changed? He goes, is he saying it all the time? I said, no. He yelled it one time, and he just put it on a loop on the old song. So nothing else is changed. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> Nothing else has changed. I would, I honestly would not change it for the world. It's, it is so ridiculous that I want to keep it. I want to keep it forever and ever. But I'll remix it. I got to remix that. Oh okay. yeah, like I said, if 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 we get that, I'll that get that up drop, front. Yeah, 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 I'll get that up in front. The first five seconds. That'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah. Done, 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 done. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Without I think being... the fun, the, the that's the funniest thing, Nick. I sat here for like four hours. <laughs> I'm like, uh, TT's TikToks, T T T, <laughs> four hours, like like a true voice actor. Word. You were just yelling, dude. He had to get the right pitch. Oh like, my word. God. Okay, word. I'm an artiste. Well, you may not be able to moonwalk now that I think about it. Well, per- perhaps one of these days uh, you can. S- we can place you on a shelf next to folks like uh, um, myself, uh, Outcast, uh, the Gregory Brothers, and other people that use Auto Tune. The Gregory Brothers, <laughs> yes. dude. You know how many you know how many Auto Tune songs the Gregory Brothers have made that have been popular. <laughs> Have you not heard it's corn? Dude, don't make me sweat in my jersey. Have you not heard it's corn? It's pretty catchy. No. <laughs> what? You have not? I have not. Don't. We I mean if Corey can play TikToks, it's corn is all over fucking TikTok. So we could pos- we can play that, can't we, Corey? Yeah, sure. I don't see why not. I mean, if anything, they'll just flag it, but <laughs> so it's corn was an interview there's apparently like an interview on youtube or something with this little this little black kid like from i don't know where he's from but i don't think he's from like our country and he was talking about how he loved like little kid how he loved corn and the gregory oh, yeah, yeah. We, we saw that the other a couple weeks ago didn't we i don't think so and uh Just play it but it's been all over TikTok. Yeah, I think, I think so was, the Gregory yeah. brothers are famous for there's uh if if you were to look them up, you would notice a lot of like auto tuned, like jokey kind of comical songs that they've done. And so they turned this into a song called It's Corn. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? Pull it away a little bit.
So you have to look at how many videos that have been incorporated on TikTok with the It's Corn song. I mean, the kid's the cutest kid in the world, uh, but he was obvious. He was definitely not seen when he made the video and was having the interview. And uh, it's absolutely fucking hysterical. There's T-shirts. There's all kinds of things uh, that have come of it. Uh, you know that that one meme of like that black guy like looking around a tree, like like licking his lips, and 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 they would have like something on it, like when I smell barbecue on the grill or something like that. They had one of him, and he's like, when I see a fresh a fresh a fresh peeled uh, thing of corn, <laughs> you know, because all he does is talk about corn. He's he's like, oh, it has the juice. It's a big lump with knobs. Uh, I got to talk about the grease. You can gr- you fry it in grease. You can do this. It gives you energy when the world is bad and it's horrible. I uh, just think about corn, like uh, everything. He's literally just talking about how much he loves corn on the cob. And they, they turned it into a song. Gotcha. So that's the Gregory Brothers. If we had some uh, on-location TT's TikToks, you could see the video. But you'll definitely have to look it up. It's I'll re-smash this up. And if you feel like... Uh- Again, if you feel like my effort was still subpar, I'll mash it up. I'll turn something out. And I'll turn something out Grammy worthy for this. Grammy worthy. Yeah. I w- I would like to hear and and pour another shot. I would like to hear uh I don't know, like some cuz cuz I might get back into the game. I might I might try it again. Cuz I only did the one. Honestly spent about 30 minutes on it and I was like, all right, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Whatever song that was free, I just grabbed. And uh, there's still parts of it that I hate, um, which was this, because I know Bob doesn't always listen to the whole thing um, for the gentleman's agreement. But let's see. Here we go. Gentlemen's agreement. Gentlemen's agreement. Gentlemen's agreement. Gentlemen's agreement. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, I like that. I li- that is the gold standard right now. But but I didn't I didn't want to go to Fiverr and pay somebody to do it right now. So I was like trying to <laughs> freaking uh, you know you know solve this myself. But the game has been upped. And by the way, by the way, I have not, I've ordered some special equipment. Get so get the fuck out of here! You can't pay for equipment that's going to do all the fucking heavy lifting for you because I can't afford no, to do that. No, no, no. The game has the the bar's been raised. But here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for because I'm gonna I might step back into the game myself. And we're gonna do the shot. But what I'm looking for is like that '90s R&B meets the rap game because that's that's okay. that's where okay. I'm that's yeah, where yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Casey, yeah, yeah. Casey and JoJo. Some kind of like that's what I'm looking for. Some auto tune. Some beats. Like gotcha. that's because it never died in my heart. Yeah, that's yeah, all I gotta you. say. You. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm vibing on though, uh, right here, right now. Well, Jesus Jones, right here, right now, like the '90s song. Yeah, Jesus Jones. That right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, it was. It was taking me a second to to get it. That's, the song in my head, but yeah, I remember that. That's not R and B. 
that I'm I, I I'm gonna do two versions. I'll do R and B, but I like I do like that that right here right now. Oh, you, that's what's jumping out at. So, so you want to you want to do like the the '90s alternative kind of. That's what's jumping right out at me. Yeah, I mean, great because this is what jumped out at me. If you can put something like that together, where that would be great. If you could do like a a version of Chicka Cherry Cola, that would be awesome. Alright. <laughs> Cheers. Chicka Cherry Cola. Cheers, boys. Salute. Sweet matcha. Wow. Apple bottoms, baby. Apple bottoms. All right. How'd you know my nickname, Todd? <laughs> Boots with the fur. Todd, I'm assuming. Uh, so Yes, sir. Yeah. As you know, um, we didn't talk about this episode much before we went into it, which is fine because... Like we've always said, this is the Schnozcast. Um, we are friends that get together, and we have a good time, and we're not putting too much pressure on it. And uh, we enjoy our company together, and we would think that you guys would as well. And if things get too segmented out, then it takes away from what the the true goal of, of us putting the show on for everybody really means. But that being said, Todd, do you have anything else in regards to segments you normally do that you want to talk about. I do. And I'm glad you, I'm glad that you posited it this way because I didn't think it was a 90 second sports segment, but, and I know Nick, you're not a sports guy, but have you ever heard the phrase? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, no, I have not. Well, that's true to sports, uh, true sports fanatics. Again, they want their home team to win no matter what. And, and again, and, I, and I've been listening to uh, broadcasts on the radio of football games, and I, I found it very interesting on the radio, uh, especially on like on the XM, Sirius XM channels for football, when they do a broadcast, whatever the primetime game is, the local guys, the local, wherever the home team is, that's who actually broadcasts on uh, Sirius XM. And the the guys are slappies and so i i really really wanted to talk about that in a 90 second sports segment but then something in the news jumped out and it and i know that i i really ride that fine line of what is sport uh in my segment 90 second sports but chess the world of chess has been rocked with a cheating scandal uh there have been allegations that one of the top 3 players in the world of chess has been cheating. And again, that this chess is a, a, a game that's been around for, for a long, long time. This is a gentleman's game. And so cheating very, very verboten, uh, not what you want to do, but the level and how they are cheating, it, it really, it rang true to me. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. And if you're, <laughs> if you're trying, try hard. In that the recent scandal in, around the world of chess is that the, the, the champion is having anal beads inserted into his buttocks. <laughs> Tell and me more, during, sir. And during the match, another person is sending him signals into his rectum to help him to win. So, I So is this is this something that we've talked about before on the show, or was this what Nope. Someone brought no, up this... at my job because somebody brought, <laughs> listen, man, listen, I, I work with 
predominantly, I'd say nine out of 10 of the people I work with are, are guys. And I've only worked there for almost, almost two months. And there are two things that I can share. One, they always talk about football. And I even looked at the one like little scrunt, <laughs> the one little scrawny guy. Like they, they favorite place to be. Dude, they they have a five foot custom made trophy for fantasy football. Like a legit <laughs> black black and gold trophy. Like that, that Oh, I know what I'm assigning you for gentlemen's agreement now. That was just that was just shipped to them that they were parading around the office at least <clears throat> at least three and a half hours a day, they will get up from their desk and fraternize in one room, yelling and screaming about fantasy football. And I'm like, okay. It's like uh it's fantasy football season. You know, this is this is the time. You know, this is the time for it. So at one point, literally like the bullpen was completely vacated and it was me and this one Jewish guy who looks like he's completely Amish and he's got a beard like down to here. And uh, I forgot that he's the only other person that doesn't like sports. Cause it was like day one. It was like day one that I said, I don't like sports. And you can just tell all these people were like, okay, well, we don't, we don't want to talk to this guy ever again. You know, I, I was going to say, this so, how, yeah. How were you able to turn down everyone coming to you being like, Hey, so you, uh, you join our fantasy league. No, at, first of all, because they're not going to ask me because they're like, yeah, yeah, oh. he's too new. He's a noob. No, you don't invite the new yeah, guy. First of all, league. I'm new, but then they're like, bro, you see the Patriots? And I'm like, nope, I don't, I don't get into sports. And they're like, okay. And they're like, the light switch just turns off. And they're exactly. like, they're like, all right, well, we don't, we don't got to talk to him ever again. Really? Kryptonite. Even about business, we really shouldn't talk to him because Correct. he's just not one of us. <laughs> Correct. And, and it's, it's hysterical because not only are like, uh, like the foot soldiers of the of the company into into football, but they they all they all party at like one of the one of the like associate level people like has like a huge house, and he's like, oh yeah, you know this this Arabic kid. He's like, oh yeah, everyone's coming over this Friday, and and da 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 da. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, guys that work together and they get together for fantasy football. I, I get that. Not only our boss, our boss's boss, and our boss's boss's boss all go to his house for fantasy football. Like everybody in the company goes to this fucking kid's yeah. house for the whole company. Like there's no like. Oh, this is a subordinate. Like we don't do that. You know, we don't see him outside of work. They're all like, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, Casey, uh, we'll see. You, uh, we'll see you on Friday because we're all going to be at your house." I'm like, I can't have one leg up at this company ever on anything. If the fucking CEO of the company is going to one of the associates' houses for fantasy football, and then there's this fucking idiot new guy who's like. I don't like. I don't sports. like sports. Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay. move. I was gonna say. So you're you're kind of screwed, huh? Yeah, don't, I'll don't, send you a script. I'll send you a script every week, Nick. Don't talk. <laughs> don't talk to us. But so so anyhow. So like the bullpen had been vacated, and this happens several times a day, and as a result, it's like if you're a smoker. If you're a smoker, which I can jump on that bandwagon now. Um, there's never been any finger wagging at the new job. There's never been any like, oh, he's a vapor. Like, there are so many people that smoke cigarettes at this job that 
they're like, oh, go go, go for a smoke. You go out, get like once an hour. They're like, you come outside. They're like, you have something in your hand that smokes. You want to come outside? Like, so they're they're very excited. So just like a smoker, um, it's understood that if you have this horrible habit, that you can waste a certain amount of time every day. So yep, so these absolutely. so these sports guys are like, it's completely understood without the with throughout the whole company. That it doesn't matter how busy we are, <laughs> that if at any any given point they all want to get up and stop working and start and talk about football, start screaming in the next room about football for yeah. forty five minutes, everyone's okay with it, and the two people that are not into sports are just feverishly working away <laughs> trying to catch up everything, and and I'm like, yeah, I should really just pretend to get into football so I can. You have, should. So I, I will can, send you a script because so I, you're hurting yourself for no good so reason. I, so I can have some breaks. <laughs> but so I so I looked over at the guy that looks Amish and uh, and I'm like, hey, do he really does? Hey. And I go, hey, hey man. Jacob. I said, uh, no. I said, hey, hey, buddy. I said, uh, I got a question for you. And it literally was him and I in the room, and everyone was like. You would swear that the Super Bowl was going on in the next fucking room. They're like, ah, ah, ah. there's people are like throwing chairs. They're like, no, I, I told you, no, dude, fucking Johnson should be on my fucking team. And I'm like, oh my god. And so I look over him. And that's I go, not what they say. No, that's what they say. And uh, it's all it's all Greek to me. And so I I look over at him and I said, hey buddy, I said, uh, I'm assuming this is this is fantasy football season. I know I said, so <laughs> how much on a, how much of this do I have to look forward to? Is this a right around the fantasy season, uh, time fantasy season? I said, or is this, uh, is their love of football? Like an all year. And he cuts me off and he goes, no, it's all year round. And I go, <laughs> wait, what? I go, football's not on all year round. He goes, yeah, there's a few months where it's basketball, but it's mainly football all the time. <laughs> no, that's no, awesome. No, no, that is no. awesome. That you know what you should do, dude. Just bring me in for no. a fucking bring your friend to work day. I'll hook you up, man. I'm like it's promoted somewhere, someplace. Tony, my friend Tony and Todd are like, <laughs> you couldn't have worked at a fucking worse place in your life. So Nick, you, you know, I don't even get into all that, and I I'm pretty pleased with that story. Oh my That's god, awesome. dude! It, it is, is Corey, it is phenomenal. It is every day, every day, all day long, like every 35 minutes, they'll break into like a 20 minute football. You get up from your desk. More weeks of this. Yeah. No, <laughs> I ha- get, no. It's, it's all get, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. So fantasy fo- fantasy football ends just before the playoffs. Uh, just because the ever not every team makes it to the playoffs, and so there'd be an unfair advantage. So, once the pl- before the playoffs, your your Super Bowl will have been played. I think the last week, so it's a seventeen week season. We're in week three. So yeah, you're about fourteen weeks. You're you're about fourteen weeks away Th- from this. Uh, is this is like as if I did some horrible things in my life, and this is my purgatory. Like this is they're yeah. like you are going to have to work, and you're going to work your ass off. And uh, all these other people are just going to be talking about sports around you constantly, and there's nothing you can do. And this is what you're going to have to do to survive for all of eternity. And so I, I'm like, I, I, I'm serving some sort of penance. I understand it. I look up. I tell God. I'm like, okay, I get it. So, there's, I know I have not been 
the most Christian Catholic person in my life, so I get that I'm being punished. <laughs> I, under, I understand. Embrace, embrace the sports, man. No. Embrace the sports. No. I'll hook you up, man. Dude, listen. In, in fact, listen to me. You know, if you want to, if you want to get promoted, say, "Did you guys see the greatest collapse in all of sports last week?" When no, I don't want to engage lost them. To the Jets. No, just say that. I don't make that statement. I don't want to engage them, Todd, because I'm not going to know any follow up answers, and they're going to be like, blah, 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 and then they're going to want to talk to me. If all you the say time. what I just said, you won't have to say another word for four hours. Li- li- <laughs> listen, 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 and to then me. go. And what about the freaking Ravens? Listen to me. Listen to me, including my bosses, and I would say seven out of ten or eight out of ten, uh, let's say if there were ten employees, eight out of ten of those employees have miniature football helmets in little lucite boxes all over their desk. Every single person does. You little don't? fucking miniature helmets with Man, fucking... All, you, you have all the teams and all your college but teams you like, too. Why? What are the miniature helmets? I don't get... What, I don't, what They're is like that? Funkos, you bitch. <laughs> Todd, you don't I hate think, on Funkos. You don't I hate think, on Funkos. I do hate on Funkos all the time. <laughs> Todd, I, I think we just found out what we need to buy Nick for his. Exactly, we need Christmas to start gift him on with a helmet gift. collection. With a helmet collection, yes, sir. No, you don't. You, you know what you need to do. You know, be the funniest thing in the fucking world is if we designed a Schnozcast miniature helmet. Because I'm sure there's a company that will design a fucking helmet for you for like high school teams and shit for mini helmets. And I will keep that under one helmet. I will keep that on my fucking desk. People will be like, ooh, who's that? Uh, is that your, your fucking son play for them? Exactly. And I'll be like, no. Actually, I hate actually, football. Just, That's my podcast. You know what? You just buy that. We'll just buy a cart, a, a, a cart, Arizona Cardinals helmet because that fucking helmet's used at every high school in every city in, in the country. Dude, even my boss, like, so it's kind of funny. He's like, I went in one of my bosses. So there's like three managers. I went in one of my boss's office, and he's got a full-size helmet that's signed and like 10 mini helmets that are signed. And, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm behind enemy lines. And, uh, but then I saw like four Scarface posters, and like two of them were signed. There was a Godfather poster that was signed, and he had a placard that said um, – the placard in the intro of the office that says the office with the little, the little brown one. And that was on his, on his door. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, all right, well, some of this I can get on board with. So I, I think I'm cool. And he's the one that really loved Tawas. So I'm like, all right, I, I can, I'm okay with that. The rest of it, I can fucking throw out the window, but send me the link to your recruiting office. I think I'm going to work there a couple <laughs> hours a week. Dude, Corey, Corey also the one that I call, a tall Corey, who I've told probably pretty much everyone but you. I think you've probably heard it in conversation. But he's a very, very tall version of Corey. And uh, he he's very cool, but <laughs> he loves Tawas and the office and sports and, and all these other things. But um, How, Hey, what did this have to do with my chest story? About, yeah, cheating the chest <laughs> with the anal beads. Yes. Which I believe it's an omni Be- because the, uh... because I was I into I it, it all came fucking screaming back to me. Oh, by the way, I got made fun of at work for using the term intimately. Uh, some as well you should some fucking dude the, because they're all a bunch of fucking smart asses and they're very quick and some of them are very geeky. But anyhow, one of the dudes is like, 
I was talking about how one of these fucking drivers called me and was bitching at me over the phone, and I, and I had to scream at him back and forth. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he brought up the guy's name. And I said, trust me, I intimately understand what you're talking about. I had a conversation with him yesterday, and he's like, well, intimately, I don't know if you should be fucking saying that about another dude. And I'm like, <laughs> and you said you're yeah. a knuckle dragging yeah. dumbass. Laugh, laugh it up. Everybody else did. Oh, <laughs> laugh it up. But I said, I said, you understand that that term has other uses than sexual. And he's like, yeah, but uh, it's but pretty I'm a sexual. dumbass. It's pretty. But sexual. I'm a dumbass. It's pretty sexual. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Still, send me the number to your recruiting office. I'll I'll take care of this. Yeah, I got I got your best interest at heart. Yeah, I got you covered, We've, dude. Now all I want to do now, no matter what, I don't care what you say. Every weekend, I'm going to send you my fantasy football quote of the week, and you use it or not. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Like I said, this trophy was like almost as tall as I was, and I'm like, they're like, oh, we just got a new trophy this year. I'm like, what dude, the fuck don't. is that? I was gonna say I'm gonna show. I'm already. I already know what I'm assigning you next. I get you for gentlemen's agreement. There's a there's a show called The League that's about a fantasy football. No, league. No, don't assign me something that I'm gonna hate. <laughs> You're gonna love it. I love it. You're gonna love it, dude. But between uh, between me not remembering anything, it's that not was, sports. No, it's not be, sports. Between that's me not remembering anything I was supposed to talk about and uh, Corey completely blacking out three times during the show, I think we're doing a fantastic job. So that's what she said. Oh. Well, I'm trying to help you out a little, man, rather than telling you that I'm got to get up or go. Just yeah. cut the camera off. So, if you if you didn't notice, Bo's Bo's not in, too enthralled with our. <laughs> Bo's like, dude, I I saw him a couple times in there. <laughs> Finally, let him in the office, huh? He's coming back. He's like, he's here here alone. He we're here alone, so he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I've had enough, dude. I'm not entertained. He doesn't like fantasy football either. He comes, he comes upstairs because I actually fire up all the TVs and get all the games going, and then uh, he comes into the room and he starts whining at me like, dude, really? Oh, you should have Nick over. He'd have a good friend. See, if Nick were here, I'd, have him, I'd be having him sous chef all the stuff that we do during the first halftime to get the, the eggs fired up. So he'd be slicing, dicing, and making stuff ready for me to get on the grill. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There you go. <laughs> Wait a second. What makes you think that I would be your sous chef and not versed? There's on football Sunday. I already have a, I already have a primary gig, and I figured you'd be happy because I'll I'll flip the script on the other day on on uh, on okay. Sunday yeah, on Saturday. I'm that's, sorry, that, that's that's fine. Yeah, Mister, can you please send me this recipe? Tell me no. I'm slicing fucking onions and carrots. <laughs> oh, if Nick was here, he'd be slicing exactly. fucking. He'd be my slicing dice. He'd be slicing hey, celery dude, for me, dude. I'm gonna be sending you freaking whoppers to say the freaking instead of sitting at the freaking at your desk with one other dude. You need to be taking your smoke break in with the f- fantasy footballers. No, and I'll give you the exact sayings you need to say to be in the know. But it, it was that is now my mission, dude. So so this <laughs> to enable you. So this past week we had. Um, some sort of like driver appreciation. So, like the CEO of the company bought like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fucking hamburgers, like pre-made patties. Apparently, our company has a roll-out flat top, like six-foot flat top grill that they nice. rolled out in the fucking parking lot. 
They put up pavilion tents everywhere. He gave the tall Corey, he gave the tall Corey fucking $500 to go buy a cornhole like off of someone off Facebook. And then they were going to auction it off to one of the guys. They bought like everything that goes with fucking burgers and everything like that. And so like all day it was like, yeah, just go outside. And, and he made all the managers cook for all the employees. And, uh, so <laughs> tall Corey was very upset because he's, this is, I've been on my feet all day, fucking slinging hamburgers. As I fucking smell like burgers. I had to throw my clothes away. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, so I told every boss I had, I'm like, you know, my background, I'm more than happy to cook. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Managers are doing it. I'm like, all right. I really like this. We had uh, engineering leaders would cook breakfast for everybody at the company uh, every quarter. And I really got a kick out of that because I was a manager. I love to cook. And I was always at the bacon station because that's the most popular uh, station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so far. The whole I... building. Sorry, sorry. One sec. Yeah. The, the whole, we, so we only, we, I think we leased like three floors in this eight, story building and the whole eight story building plus the surrounding block smelled like bacon for a whole day and a half after we cook every <laughs> engineering <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> so, so I, I've never worked anywhere. Like I'm, I'm super excited. I've always been like in law enforcement since I was 18. So for like literally 20 years, like where most guys in a couple years could be retiring. Uh, I'm just an idiot. So, I, I was in law enforcement for like 20 years. And so we always had to work holidays. Like Corey knows we, we, you know, you're the new guy. If you're ever a new guy at a company, like, yeah, you're working every fucking holiday. You're, you're fucking going to work. You're going home. You're, you're mandatory overtime. You're being mandated, all this shit. This job, I've never worked an office job. And it's just so fucking funny. Like grilling hamburgers in the parking lot in the middle of the day. Like, come on, free food. Uh, the one day they're like, oh, yeah, we, we ordered this nice Italian restaurant down the road. Uh, we ordered, like, 15 pizzas and salad and pasta and, and shit for everybody. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, um, if we make our numbers, I, I make I make the CEO buy everybody food for, you know, the month. Every month we do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then today he's telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, we have, like, two Christmas parties and uh, – uh, we've got some company North faces that we're going to give out uh, that you can wear if it gets cold. You know, we usually give those out around Christmas. <clears throat> and uh, and then you're, you're going to get, of course, you're going to get your Christmas bonus. And I'm like, what? 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 What is going on with this company? What is happening? And then the day after fucking crazy hamburger parking lot day, the, bo- the fucking CEO comes walking out and he's like, hey, guys, yeah, we got... <sighs> You know, way too many hamburgers. You guys just want to do that again? Let's just do it all over again. And we're like, uh, okay. I'm like, is this really making it fucking hard for me not drinking during the week and trying to eat salads for lunch every fucking day to have two days of cheeseburgers and fucking Doritos and chips? Albeit, I didn't have to fucking buy lunch, but it was still fucking very, very fucking different. You know, I'm trying, and and yeah, it, speaking on on you know what you said about our previous jobs and, uh, and career, you know, path, it's definitely different now, uh, working in different industries and seeing how you're treated as a, an employee and what, uh, what gets done. It's pretty crazy. Welcome to the dark side. 
it's much different. And and as 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 small as those gestures are, like it, it's you do appreciate them a lot, especially coming oh, from that's something huge. in the past that yeah that that you, we never had. Well, I was gonna say, and it gets it's different, and it's different different places. Ultimately, we are, I've I've always again I've I've been in technology for forever, and uh, technology companies do really interesting and sometimes really cool things, and especially when they're making their numbers and whatnot. I mean, there are stories where they would drop. Uh, at Christmas parties, hundreds of thousands of dollars in balloons uh, and other gifts to people. Uh, we would routinely, uh, every year at the at our annual sales kickoff meeting, give away five Harley Davidsons, uh, a lease, uh, a, le- a fully paid lease to a Ferrari, and other cool shit uh, to people who kicked ass at, at the company. And, and and I thought those were really really kind of grandiose things, like once a year. But when I moved out here to Seattle, I thought what was cool was. Uh, we had our own personal barista. So we had basically better than Starbucks for free in our office every day uh, from eight to five. Plus uh, every, every Tuesday and Thursday uh, dinner was, was brought in uh, for the crew. Uh, so if you worked beyond five, you just put in your order uh, and they'd bring in whatever you wanted for dinner. They'd rotate the restaurants and pay for all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, white collar world isn't so bad, dude. Uh, First of all, I'm kind of glad that you're gone because you're kind of stealing my thunder. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm very excited about parking lot burgers and you're talking about giveaway Ferraris. Um, so toot toot fucking motherfucker. But, <laughs> but I will say that uh, my buddy Ron, who uh, used to be one of my roommates, like he was an art director and he made a shit ton of money. And one night he had to pick up something from work. He worked at this place in Southfield. And he's like, oh, man, I never showed you my job. He's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, well, why are we going? It's like fucking 11 o'clock at night. We, like, left the bar with a bunch of friends. And and he's like, oh, yeah, we're really close by. He's like, uh, we're, we'll just stop there real quick. And I'm like, you're not going to go to your job right now? And he's like, no, it's fine. We got a key card. You can go in at any time. If you want to work, you can work. They give you a laptop to go home with and everything. It's, it's fine. And I was like, okay. And this is before I knew Todd and Bob. So I'm like, okay. We went in. Dude, it was like basically like a giant like New York flat, like a huge, huge, huge one floor. Um, everybody had offices on the outside, like windows, but the inside was like almost like a children's playscape. There was pink there were ping pong tables, there were fucking beanbag chairs, there were I mean, it was like watching that movie Toys. Like something that you would never think that would exist. And I'm like, what the fuck is like a little rock climbing wall? I'm like, what is this? He's like, Oh, well, since we work in a creative field, you know, sometimes, you know, we get like creative blocks, you know, uh, that we can't think of, you know, what to do with certain things or advertisements. So, you know, we'll come out and play some games and do, do a little rock climbing and take a couple breaks. And, and then we go back to work and I'm like, what the fuck country is this, dude? What the what job is this? This is fucking insane. So that's kind of the yardstick I always put it up to. And of course, welcome to tech, dude. Every every <laughs> where I work now it has some pretty interesting perks. But every technology company I've ever worked at, uh, at we've I've had foosball, ping pong, all those things, ke- multiple kegerators. Uh, we used to actually have the, uh, on every, I think it was every f- other Friday was Knights of the Scotch Table where people would bring uh, really, really cool vintage scotches and whiskeys that they liked. And 
Yeah, that's. I think that what you're describing is is everyday happens happenstance in uh, the technology world. And that's and that's what he told me. He said that, oh, we have, we have a club, you know, at work, and you know, a lot of times if if we get like a mental fog, you know, we'll go out for like a couple hour lunch, and we'll just go to we'll do like different like scotch tastings or like whiskey or whatever, and you know, get the juices flowing and, and come back and, and be creative. And I'm like, I mean, I get it, like. I know a lot of people are super creative after having a couple cocktails or smoking weed or whatever, but I'm like, dude, and they pay you, they fucking pay you for this. I'm like, dude, I was excited about a fucking frozen hamburger in the parking lot. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I, I'll, when I first moved out here, the, and I've been, again, I've been in offices where alcohol, people allow alcohol, people are and, and when I was in, when I was still working in Michigan, the, the only real kind of, it was an unwritten rule because it, it wasn't like at broadcast that you should have alcohol in the office, but it was like after five o'clock, you could, people would open up their fridges under their desks and have a beer and, 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 and have a, a nice a drink in the office together. But uh, when I got out here to Seattle, it was very odd that we had like these craft, these multiple kegerators with craft beers and to see engineers drinking like during the workday, like you're, you're, you're in the office right after lunch, a guy's poured himself uh, a, uh, a Guinness <laughs> and he's sitting at his desk uh, dealing with a customer issue with a beer at his desk or a, 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 the guy's doing uh, bug triage uh, with, with uh, uh, glasses of scotch around a table solving customer issues. Uh, that was very, very foreign to me when I first moved out here, but now it's like, uh, that's table stakes. <laughs> and bring your dog and bring your dog to work <laughs> well i mean th- that's the crazy thing because like cory has been doing that nick for sc- scroll scroll up to the top of switcher real quick cory has been cory has been bring doing todd that. back up cory has been doing that for fucking years <laughs> and it hasn't been allowed but he's been doing it for years so drinking scotch at work yeah i wish that'd be absolutely fantastic yeah, actually, and, and, and actually, I, at my at the at the startup I was at uh, uh, before we would when we would we had this uh, we'd do bug triage and it was like the most boring dry meeting ever and we would bring good everybody bring it bring a good bottle of whatever whiskey that they really liked into the room and we would uh, have a nice drink and lit, do work. Lit, literally, the tall Corey said today. And this is not the point I was going to bring up earlier because it was something actually really funny and I completely forgot about it because I don't leave a trail of breadcrumbs before I start down one of my Nick stories. Um, but he was like, ah. And he'll always like come out in like the bullpen area and he's just like kind of like stretches and just like talks about anything but work. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was thinking about um, like I want some kind of decanter. For my office, like a decanter, you know, you know what I mean, like a decanter, and uh, and we're like, what? And he's like, you know, you know, like like Mad Men kind of thing, like like some kind of decanter, man, like you know, like some scotch or some fucking whiskey or something, you know, like you just you know, you're having a bad day, you just got some scotch, man, like in some fancy fucking glasses, like you can just go grab or offer it to someone. And and I was like, yeah, that that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I'll buy one. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this place? Which Todd, I think you need a, a nice decanter right behind you on your setup there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the right, exactly, right where you looked. 
that's that's where a, a nice fancy fancy decanter needs to go. So, oh fuck me. So every, <laughs> are you all right over there, man? Yeah, everything's fine. Um, <laughs> Nick, just, Nick just spilled <laughs> shot glass all over the sw- all over the road. No, no, all there's, over- no, there's nothing on the road. <laughs> No, I, I decided. I decided for the first time to have the fucking headphones to the right because I'm trying to control everything at the same time instead of the left, and it fucking took, holy cow! It took this. I've never heard anybody freaking. You talk asked about the question. You're doing. You asked the question. One. It. Took, I did. It took this right off the fucking table. So anyhow, let's go do a shot. Cheers. What the fuck? Salute. Doesn't matter. Not a drop is on the road, Bob. Sorry, James Brown, the hard, the hardest working man in show business. Clearly, no. It's just kind of funny because as much shit as you get, Bob, for spilling drops of shots on the table, you just spilled an entire one. Well, I had nothing to do with it. I literally didn't touch the table. I didn't touch the shot. You had nothing to do with it, dude. This fucking this did it. Okay. This fucking but did I- it. <laughs> what do you want but, me to do? Would that have done it? Would that have done it if it wasn't attached to you? Uh, you know what? It wouldn't have done it probably if we weren't a lot of fucking things that happened tonight. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but anyhow, so there, there she is. So the so the tall Corey. So today's the first day. Like, uh, so when I first got this job, like I met with these managers, and they were all wearing like Under Armour polos khaki pants and i'm like yeah fuck yeah this this is this is this is a good uniform i this is i don't have to wear a fucking vest and and duty belts and regular belts and fucking work boots and same shit like this is good like i could get into the fucking uh business casual this this is awesome so i went out and got like fifteen hundred dollars worth of business casual clothes all these under armor shirts and I would say a good like seven out of ten of the people that work there wear the same thing, so I'm completely fine with it. But now that the weather's getting cold, I'm like, okay, dude, I don't, I don't have like a company coat or like a pullover that I can wear like a lot of the guys have. So I'm like, you know what? You guys are throwing multiple burger parties a week, and they haven't given you any of the swag. Well, what kind of shit company is that? When I roll in, dude, I get a sweatsuit, <laughs> jackets, gloves, boots, monogrammed freaking bottle openers, Ferrari wine glasses, Ferrari. No, I, I never want. I, I, no, I never. I never want a Ferrari. But my company did send me to the Super Bowl. But um, <laughs> so I asked about it today. I said uh, I noticed. I noticed some of the guys have uh, you know black North Face coats that have the company logo. And they're like, oh yeah, you get around Christmas. I'm like, okay, there you whatever. go. Whatever. Swag. So, but Coffee I did, I, I did get like two hats, uh, two different kinds of hats, like water bottles, all kinds of fucking stupid ass pens and shit. But anyhow, that doesn't keep me warm. So I'm like, you know what? The weather went from 87 to 57 in one fucking day. And so I'm like, you know what? It's Friday. I'm wearing a North face fucking hoodie. That's maroon. They gave me a maroon hat with the company logo on it and khakis. Was maroon 5 on it? No. Fuck Maroon 5. And fucking khakis. And I'm like, this is what I'm wearing. Came in. We don't have like a biz. We don't have like fucking casual Fridays or anything like that. 
And I would say a good number of everybody at work was wearing casual shit. So including the tall Corey, who came in in a flat-brimmed Detroit hat, which he's like in his 50s, so just imagine Bob wearing that. It just didn't make any sense. I have a question, clarifying yeah. question. Yeah. Is tall Corey taller than 5'7", or is he like 7'2"? Tall Corey is Todd, like... Todd, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I am nearly taller than I'm you. I'm nearly taller. I'm nearly taller than you. That should be the name of this episode. I'm nearly taller than you. Tall, tall Corey is almost is almost taller than me. Almost. Oh, so he's like 5'10". No. He's, Todd, he's you're like, not even fucking close to 5'10". Tall Corey is almost six, is almost six feet. There we go. Tall Corey, I'm like, That's I want to, I want to get a gauge. I'm like, Tall Corey to me is like five seven. He might, he might even, be, he honestly might Go even be. T- fuck yourself. He honestly might even be taller than me. And Woo. so he came, he came walking in, and his boss looked at him, and he said, uh, "He goes, oh, he goes, I didn't get the memo that we were having casual Fridays." And he's like, <laughs> the guy's last, he called him by his last name. Let's say it's Smith. He's like. Fuck you, Smith. I fell down the stairs today. Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> he stormed he stormed in his office. But this is the tail end of he was off for a week because his kids gave him COVID. And then he came into work and one of the drivers <laughs> one of the drivers gave him ribs and he ate them. And for the next four days he had the shits. And I told him about one of our sergeants at Fairlane that I saw was marinating ribs one day in the, in the fucking kitchen sink in the break room. <laughs> and I said, this is why you never trust taking homemade food. And he goes, don't even fucking say that. Don't even, me- don't even mention that to me because my constitution is not that great right now. He's like, I-. and so then I told him, I said, you know, there were some Chinese people that we locked up before that were in the news that they ended up finding out were marinating their fucking chicken in a bathtub in an apartment that they were all staying in. And Do they so, have ice in it, though? No. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, God. I think bathtub chicken's pretty good if you got a little bit of ice in there. <laughs> he goes, he goes oh, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking heard. And so, like, he's very simple. And so he's like, I got to smoke. And so, like, a little, <laughs> little bit later on that day, and he was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do on my stomach. He's like, this fucking sucks. He's like, he's like, I'm pissing out my ass all fucking day. He's like, I had COVID for a week. He's like, this fucking sucks, man. I should have never eaten those ribs. And I said, uh, those bathtub ribs? And he's like, <laughs> don't even fucking, seriously, Bader, don't fucking call them bathtub ribs, man. He's like, because that's, I'm going to throw the fuck up. I will seriously throw up. I'm <laughs> like... Oh my god! So so he's COVID for a week, shitting out his ass for fucking pissing out his ass for fucking three to four days. Guy just started to get himself back together and fell down the steps. That's awesome. <laughs> I go, what the fuck is dude, it, dude? Wrong, he wronged somebody. He wronged somebody. That's the universe catching up with him. I go, Andy. I said, how'd you fall on the steps? One of my kids' goddamn toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did something wrong, and karma corrected. Dude, if you can yell at your boss and say, don't fuck with me, Smith, I fell down the steps. <laughs> so there's all these people that are like, there's no reaction at work. And I am 
hysterically laughing at things like this. I'm like, ah! but, you're st- <laughs> but you're in last place. Cause you're still hanging out with freaking dude in the fucking bullpen while everybody else is talking about why oh. fucking Cleveland's fucking quarterback is good. Uh, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking hysterical. Uh, dude, it was, it was so fucking funny. I'm like, Oh my God. Fell down the steps. What dude? What is wrong with you? Who does that? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Never Jeez. happened to me. <laughs> Tell me more about this tall Corey. So you said he, he's. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> tall Corey's awesome, man. Exactly. He's probably swift too. He's like probably. <laughs> no, he's not swift at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's predominantly Corey. He's just tall. Oh, okay. So he's not the Tawas Titan. He came, <laughs> he came walking out one day, like rubbing his stomach. And he's like, hey, and he kind of talks like a Muppet. He has kind of like a Muppety voice. And he's like, like Corey. He's like, hey, man. What, hey, Nick, man. What? So what, man? You got like, you got like all your hair and you just fucking shave it for the fun of it? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just shaved my head. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> he just walks outside. <laughs> He's Sounds like, just like Corey. He's like, I've been losing my hair for years. I'm like, he's still got hair, but I'm like, okay. But he's tall. Yeah, he's unlike Corey. He's very tall. Yeah, I think he he might even be taller than me. He's a big dude. I like him. He, he's a big. He's a big dude. Sounds like guy I'd like. I should meet him next time I come into town. Dude, he's he's such he's such a nice guy. He's very simple, but he's fucking he's hysterical. But he doesn't know he's hysterical. <laughs> Which like is the, Corey. it's the best. It, that's the yeah. best. Corey doesn't know he's hysterical. He'll answer. You'll hear him. Like oh, he'll be, go he'll fuck be, yourself, John. <laughs> he'll, he'll be 30 feet away in his office. And all of a sudden you hear, and he's like, I said, his voice is very Muppety and he'll be like, Oh God damn it. And I'll be like, <laughs> I just fucking lose it. Cause it's the same way with Corey. Like when Corey gets upset, like legitimately upset, it cracks me the fuck up. I don't know why. And I said it to Bob, and Bob's like, yeah, I feel the same way. And I said, why is I'm that? So we glad sh- you guys share that in common. I, no, I asked him. I said, why is that? Like, the, he's one of our best friends. Like, why Why would we find pleasure? And he said, because it's Corey. I guess that's true. I guess that's fucking true. That sounds so amazing. Must Thank be guys. true. Great fucking friends. <laughs> yeah. Todd you, watch, Todd, you watch your movie? I did. Nick, you watch yours? Nope, I didn't because we switched days and I usually watch it on Friday. That movie that's sitting right there next to you? Yeah, I normally watch it tonight <laughs> and we had to switch it. Is there a drop? Whatever. I'll bring Todd back. I know. What an asshole. I was dancing. (laughs) Oh, you know what I saw this weekend, boys? You guys, I forgot you guys are freaking young pups. Do you know who Roger Waters is? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, well, we we saw the text from, uh, from Bob that said you went to see Roger Waters. Do you guys even but, know who he is? No, I have no clue personally. I don't. Well, we could have asked Nick, but he just walked away. 
No, who is Roger Waters? He is one of the founding members of the band Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. Got to see him at the Tacoma Dome this past weekend. What an amazing show. A 70-plus-year-old artist still freaking putting up real, real, real high quality We would assume nothing nothing less. Like any artist that you know is probably at least in their 70s. So, <laughs> so hang, hang on. Is he the last so surviving member of Pink Floyd? Well, no. The, so he and Sid Barrett started uh, – Pink Floyd. So he's he's a, so he was the they were the two original foundings. But uh, Gil, David Gilmore is also one of the early uh, Pink Floyd people. He and and he and Gilmore actually retains the name of Pink Floyd, so he can still tour under the name under the band name Pink Floyd. Okay, even though he's not a founding member, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, when amazing show, amazing, amazing, amazing show, and I, and I I didn't know exactly how it was gonna go. Uh, if you're for everybody out there, uh, uh, Roger Waters again, founding member of uh, member of Pink Floyd. Uh, if you comfortably numb is probably one of my favorite songs of oh, all time. An awesome song, and uh, he, he's the author. He's the author. He's the voice. Uh, that was the only the only da- thing I could say negative about the show is. He did not. He was not able to sing those notes that he did on the Wall album, uh, but uh, the show was phenomenal. Uh, they had instead of pigs doing uh, loop de loops in the arena, they had uh, giant sheep. I didn't know how it was going to go because if you know, so if you know Pink Floyd and love their music, I mean they're they're up there with the Grateful Dead, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Beatles. I think they're they're that ilk of band. Uh, Roger Waters uh, has a is very has very very deeply entrenched political views, especially about being us being humans to one another. I didn't know how it was going to go because I think a lot of people uh, in my generation love Pink Floyd, uh, but I thought it was pretty awesome. He's like uh, a, a number of you in the in there in another he, he, original the first announcement: the show will begin in fifteen minutes, and then be, right when the show starts, he's like. For those of you in the crowd who say, I love Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd's music, but I don't give a rat's ass about uh, about uh, Roger Waters' political views and hope that that shit, he's like, please kindly fuck off and go to the nearest pub and leave. And I saw no less than like 500 uh, Thin Blue Line uh, things. And again, not there. Were, it wasn't a political concert, but... It was very poignant, and he highlighted through the gra- the 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 graphical interface of the concert and the songs and the meanings, even behind the meanings behind songs that were old uh, from the late '60s and '70s. Uh, it, amazing show! Pro- I saw Pink Floyd play at the Silverdome, and for you youngins, so you probably don't even know what the Silverdome is or was. What an amazing, amazing! Sh- that is to this day the greatest concert show that I've ever seen in my life. And Roger Waters delivered another top five show at seventy-eight years old, and so bravo! Thought it was awesome. That's so, that's, that's awesome, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you got to go see him. That's Mud- that's Muddy's brother, right? <laughs> Muddy Waters, love it, but not so. I was just <laughs> not true. Like an old man reference. I figured you'd know. 
another brilliant musician I do know. Oh, dude. Awesome. Absolutely fucking So, awesome. Todd. Yes, sir. You had what, uh, what Unto- was your movie this week? Un- Untold. Or last uh, week, sorry. Yeah, Untold, uh, the girlfriend that didn't exist? Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, who assigned that to me? I did. Corey, I don't know what what you get. I don't know what you've been drinking or smoking or doing, but you're on a roll with TD. Oh, stroke uh, that fucking cock, Todd. <laughs> I, well, because again, I'm, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a solid A. Holy fucking A from Todd. And here's why. I, I I'm ashamed of myself. Again, I, I, we are all humans, and we are we are fallible, and we make mistakes, and. We make fun and we don't take people's feelings and thoughts into in their again their circumstance into account a lot of the times. And I, for one, am going to step out on a limb and say I was a guy who made fun of Manti Teo. He he is a uh, so again thirty second synopsis. Uh, it's the it's the true story uh, narrated by the victim in this story. Manti Teo was a Hawaiian uh, football player. Uh, who came, who went to Notre Dame and had a magnificent career at Notre Dame. Uh, and then his pro aspirations, even with the success, were thwarted because he kind of got, I don't even know, I don't even know what the word to describe it is. He, his circumstance got him caught up in a situation where he was tarnished beyond being able to recover. And so, his foot, he played in the NFL. His career didn't last very long. He's a footnote in the NFL, and no one knows how good or great he would have ever been. But literally, I believe that his career was thwarted, not due to injury like most people who are playing in the NFL, but it was thwarted because someone made a mistake. Because I'm going to look on both sides of the, the thing, and uh, the stigmas that we put on people in our society can damage people so that they can't do what they do best. I think it, it touched me deeply. So Manti Teo, uh, again, that, that's my, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but Manti Teo, uh, college, went, grew up in Hawaii where it's a uh, family, God, it's God family football or the, the, the top three priorities in the home. Uh, he's Lame. a, ma- he's a, Lame. he's a, He's a fabulous football player. He's all set to go to USC. And if he goes to USC, I shit you not, people of this podcast, he is a name that you might remember like Dick Butkus, <laughs> uh, like uh, Mike Singletary. And for those of you who know sports, he should, based on what he did in college, he should be able to be one of those names that is an NFL Hall of Famer. But his circumstance and truly all the right things seemed to happen. Uh, he ended up getting catfished, and uh, that that that'll be that'll be the only the only spoiler I'll do. He got catfished, and it really tanked his life. I mean, I'm sure that financially he's set today, but it's it's a it's a situation where a person never reaches their potential because people who are small minded, and he made a mistake. Uh, and an honest mistake at that uh, cost him everything, and it's it, like I said, it's I, I give it a solid A. I think so, everybody should see it. So, so and and, and that was something I, I was it, it was on the side burner for you. Um, 
and I, I knew the title wasn't going to give anything away. So I was kind of hoping when I, I gave it to you, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? But I, I was really hoping and kind of knew that you were going to like it. Cause even when I watched it, I remember the whole quote unquote scandal going down when it was happening and to see and actually hear his side of the story and to have the other person that was involved in the story. Uh, yeah, good job there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you're fucking doing so. So it, it to hear it, to hear everything, it really yeah, illuminated because, everything, didn't it? Yeah, because at the time, I I was even thinking, I'm like, yeah, this guy's a he's a dumbass, piece of shit. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, well, I, didn't, I didn't think I never thought he was a piece of shit. I'm like, this dude's the most gullible dude in the history of gullible dudes, and why should I feel bad for somebody so easily built? And right, that that was right. my take, and then. When you see how everything played out and you hear how it happens, you're like, holy cow. Every human being who has a conscience has the capacity to have this happen to them in, in a different way. I mean, every, because we all seek things that, that give us comfort. And, when, and any of us who leave home and go far away from home, far away from home in different surroundings, you're 1000% susceptible to this. And to, and again, I was one of those people, I, I, I would have caught it. And I'm like, holy cow, the way that it all played out, no way, no matter who you are, if you've ever traveled away from home, like if you've lived in the same town for the last hundred years, yep, you're, you're impervious to this. If you've ever left home and really taken a risk and, tr and dared to do something great far from home, you're susceptible to what happened to him. And, and what it cost him is immeasurable. And that, and again, I, it gives me a newfound respect for him as a person because I, and again, because mainly I was a person, again, never impacted his life, but I made, I told jokes around him about him at the water cooler because it seemed so impossible that anyone would fall when he would fall for it. So if you like a, a, a true life, true life drama, thing and hopefully when you really watch it it expands your mind because as much as the villain in this story is a villain you know why that person is a villain it's because a lot of us are villain even worse villains on the outside so as much as he i think manti teo as a person was wronged by an individual our society created this this scenario yeah man and and i was actually very very happy that that well, you know, now she was was on there, and was brave enough to give her side of everything Agreed. as well. Because, yeah, without that, then you you'd you could still kind of look at Mente Teo as like a, yeah, I don't know if I believe it. And just just because he has cameras and everything around him now, and you know, it's been years later. Uh, oh, so now I'm supposed to, be, to you know to believe that, but to have that the other party that was involved to give their side as well, like that. It, it was it was a moving a very moving documentary it was because and it touches on we're we're all humans and we are that's the i think again if I, I give it an a for this reason Corey. thank you for assigning it to me i give it an a for this at the end of the day if one if we do one thing on this podcast let's all realize that the people who are listening and producing and putting this together are human beings and we are all vulnerable no matter how hard we are and even and damaged we are, we have the capacity to hurt each other in ways that we will never, ever know. And unfortunately, we unleash that on people, even unknowingly, in the 
and the fallout from it can be so catastrophic. You could never, ever put like literally if you, if you, to your point, if you listen to her story, there's no way she can figure that the damage done will be this great yet. At the end of the day, she's like, shit, he wouldn't have been as good as he was if it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, very true. Very true. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, man. Solid A. Great. You're on a roll. Good I'll, Lord. I'll try to keep it going here. Uh, I had a loan from Nick, and it was season eight. So season eight was the only one available on Netflix. Was it uh, really? So I, yeah, that's all that there was. Isn't that uh, what so I gave I you, though, season, season eight? I believe so. I gave um, you. But like, you said I could start. Yeah, I think I gave yeah, you. Yeah, well, you like said I could start couple, wherever. Yeah, and season eight. But I mistakenly yeah. gave Todd, I think, season four. And I said, yeah, that's that, correct. Was, that was a fuck up. And I had watched season eight, and you made fun of me because I watched, like, season one and season eight. And you're like, who the fuck does that? Yeah, so no, I, I I did season eight starting at episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of just prior to starting the cast tonight, I was just finished episode six. Oh Jesus! And I think they're they're what hour episodes. Nice. Yeah, definitely. that means you liked uh, it. Yeah, man. So it, it's it's very interesting. The, I mean, obviously the title gives it away alone. It, it's people being taken out into the wild, and uh, and being dropped off and I can't remember. I want to say it was somewhere in the Dakotas that season eight was, was based around, but either way, it's not like here where we can go into the woods and really not be too afraid of anything. There's, there's grizzly bears and a lot of wildlife that could very easily kill you. Yeah. They, uh, they do a lot of stuff um, like in British Columbia and Canada, like North of Alaska or parallel with Alaska, like, in very, very remote areas where there's, you're surrounded by water, but there's like a lot of islands and, and forested areas and things like that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very crazy terrain. And, and like I said, again, the wildlife is even crazier. Um, but so they, they start with 10 people, they drop them off and they're, they're allowed to take, bring 10 items with them. Uh, they never really get too much into, you know, what's considered an item, what's not, but e- either way it's, they're allowed these 10 things they're dropped off and they basically have to build a shelter and and, And they stay for as long as they can. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a, Oh, if you can make it 15 days or if you can make it 20 days, this is out of the 10 people, whoever is there the longest wins the competition. So at first I was under the impression like, Oh yeah, they're going to say 25 days. No, like people were going into this challenge talking about we're planning on being here for 132 days. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, so you're, you're like six, you, six months nearly year. That's what you're looking at. And Corey, if and, uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to step on your toes, but correct me if I'm wrong. Dude, I felt like season eight, they started them, at, which I felt like was kind of a bitch move. Uh, I felt like they started them like in October. Or like, like late September. Like they weren't starting them in the middle of summer. <laughs> they were like, well, October. No, it, but it, wait it, a minute, it, October in some places, like in the Philippines, is the summer still? No, or this in, is in, this is northern Canada. This is not. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. never mind. Or or areas. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 
it, it was, you could tell like the first several episodes, the weather wasn't too bad. For the most part, people were wearing kind of warmer clothing. If they were in the sun, you could tell that it was, it was decently warm, but yeah, it wasn't like a, a hot, hot summer day uh, for the first, I think like 19 days. And you could tell it was, it was progressively getting colder and colder. Um, and as a matter of fact, once in, in episode six, uh, one of the guys that ends up tapping and, and giving up, uh, as he's sitting waiting for the boat to show up, you could see snow falling. So yeah, it was starting to get pretty, pretty damn cold outside. Uh, but the dude, the people they have on this show, like they're, once you hear their backgrounds, like these people are made for this. This is what they've Hardcore. done basically their, yeah, their yeah. entire lives. Yep. Um, and they still puss out in the end. <laughs> yeah, oh, which yeah, I think I think four people had dropped tapped out by the time I I I got to episode six. But dude, like so, this one guy, like he the structure he built was amazing. It was absolutely insane how he was able to build this out in the middle of the woods with basically nothing. And yeah, some of these people's survivalist skills were next to none. Uh, oh, next to none. I, I the 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 one I, the season I watched or the portion I watched, there was they everyone had been vetted like they'd done these things and so the one thing I thought that was really odd was because I actually I watched one that was a hybrid it was the people and they got to bring another person with them uh, and there was a lot of uh, siblings but father a father son combo what the thing that I thought was pretty odd and they're like they're, these are all accomplished outdoors people like like one cup there was a couple husband and wife. They're like, oh, we've been living off the grid for the last 10 years. We're gonna freaking slay this. And but they, what they did is they dropped them off in different things. I thought the concept was pretty good, but I was amazed at like how people who've lived in the bush and roughed it hard. Because that's what this show is. It's roughing it hard. Uh some people gave up way quicker. I'm like, really? You trained your whole life, and like two days in, you got yeah, bushwhacked because the 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 woods are too tough. Uh, I thought that was pretty pretty odd, but uh, no, I, I think that I, I I I'm intrigued by those shows, and I, I'm more intrigued by how hard it is, less like how naked you are. So I I do like the uh, the alone franchise better than Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Oh no, it, it's it's way better than Naked and Afraid. I, I've seen a couple a couple of those episodes, and they, yeah, this this to me was way more watchable, and you. You actually had like people trying. Like I said, dude, the, the structures that they built, it blew my mind. I, I'm like, I, I wish I had half that talent to be able to go out and do something like that. Uh, and because, because again, you know, I love the outdoors and I, I, I love kayaking, being on the water, all that. But like, yeah, this is a whole nother level of like, I, I think maybe two days and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm more than good now. Um, but I, at the same turnaround, I will say, even though, <laughs> They make it seem like these people are out there completely alone. After six episodes, you can tell there's there's a producer with their that with them there. Like they're not completely alone. There's but they do get they do get screwed though in that the fact that the producer is not cold and hungry. I, oh I, no, I think no, that, they, and I think that piece is the thing that when you're watching it, it's like, wait a minute. This dude is like struggling because they can't find food. Like they're like, if I don't get some calories soon, <laughs> I'm gonna die. And yeah, pro- no, and, and you're like, and you, the producers probably sit there going, 
My oatmeal's my oatmeal's a little cold this morning. What yeah. Oh, and, and, work? <laughs> and you can definitely tell like that. That is that is very true. Like, the people there within thirty two days, a couple of them looked very diminished, and so you could tell that was that was very real. Like uh, you, they're you, not feeding them behind the scenes. No, and you but, could also tell. I mean, the the way they were psychologically breaking down, and I think for the most part, you know, I think there's there's certain shots that the production team are going to get from afar. Like, yeah, people are, are, are close by per se. I don't think, you know, they give them walkabout cameras. They give them GoPros. They give them things like sure. that. But there are a, yeah, lot, yeah, there yeah. Are a no. lot of angles that you're like, okay, this angle would only come from a professional camera um, where you know. But I, I feel like that for the most part, the way like some of them – are like breaking down and crying and like almost going into like a psycho a psychological fit. Like there can't be someone there that if they're there, no, it's no, not, no. it's not and, very and, often. And if they are, they're probably strictly told like, don't engage with them. Don't talk to them. Don't, you know, we're going to, we're going to film this from 20 yards away. They may see you every now and then, but for the most part, leave them fucking alone. Yeah, but here's yeah, here's and, my here's my can I, and I sorry to cut you off, Corey. And I know that we we try to do this, but I want to inject this right now because it's the perfect timing. I think the the season I watched there was the pairs, like I said, and here's the interesting thing: the, it was a father son duo, and they split them up. They dropped the the father in in one spot. And he had to hike like three days worth of hike to get to his son, but oh, his geez. son tapped out after the first day because if like if one partner per, person taps out, the the team is done. The son tapped out after the first day because he got a shelter built, but there was bears walking around the shelter and it was in Vancouver. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, not for nothing. Again, there's no way one of these shows, not one, not any of them where you're like, Oh, and a 17 year old child was mauled by a bear right in front of a producer. And they got it on tape. Like literally. So I'm like the kid tapped out because he's like, there's bears walking around his camp all night. But I'm like, that kid should have been sleeping really comfortably because he had a shelter. Bears aren't like sniffing in and doing that. And by the way, if a bear did get into his camp, they would have gone in and stunned the bear and got him. The likelihood of the bear just naturally eating dude was so low. The fact that he tapped out in a day and his dad and his dad and they had to go. Dad's like, oh, here a helicopter. I'm hoping it's going over me. Oh no. I'm done because my my I'm like I'm hoping my son's okay. And he's like I couldn't take it, Dad. But there's a bear walking around the camp. I'm like, and his and his dad's like I'm disappointed, but I want my son to be. So I'm like, no chance that this production company lets the kid get mauled by a bear. Well, he's just, I'd I'd have slept more comfortably than any dude on the planet. Well, the the thing is, is like uh, one I never saw that season. I, I and I I gave it to my mistake, like I've said a million times, and it, it kind of defeats the purpose of the show, even the name of the show being alone, because every other season uh, they're by themselves. And Corey is <laughs> Corey is absolute Corey is a hundred percent right. Um, s- there are some people that are like you and I, uh, and and Corey, and there are other people that are building literal log cabin houses that I'm like, holy fuck, you made this with an axe within like 24 hours. Like, what? Oh, yeah. This is better well, than my house right the, now. The, 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 the one guy, the one guy did make a, a very nice s- small log cabin for himself. And I mean, had support beams in it and everything like even made a door for it without a latch. So bears couldn't get in. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, like this guy. Yeah. He's, this guy's going to make it. 
the second he got done with that that shelter, he was, yeah, I'm tapping. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, because they they, sh- just, they show them like and, thinking about their family or they get sick well, and, and they're like, I, and he, I can't do this. And he even he even like burned in that the support beam of the roof at the very end. Like apparently everything in his family is about him, his daughter, his son, and his wife's initials. He's got, I got it tattooed here. My wife has it tattooed. We have it inscribed on her rings, blah, 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 all this and that. And he, he took the time to not only chisel out, but do like to do a, like a burned chiseling of their initials. And it was perfect. It looks like you took it to a store and they did it with a machine. Right. And literally the second he got that done on that entire cabin, he left, he, he was like, so, so he, calling it. So he, he, so he it fucking left the Florida Keys if he'd fucking gotten no. there for like two weeks so, without his family. It's like, no, yeah, I'm so, like, God so, damn it, dude! So, like, you had everything. There is, there is a caveat. The guy did say that his, uh, his, his son died prematurely, and so his day was his daughter. What's that? His daughter. His daughter died. His daughter yeah. died prematurely. Yeah. So, uh, her initials were up there, and he put it up there, but he got, he got too much into his own head. And he mind fucked himself. And if, as, as everybody says about that kind of shit, like it's like 90% psychological. Sure. And, especially if you're alone. Yeah. You're doing battle with the elements and yourself. You're that's why like, so like, yeah, I think maybe I watched the wrong season. Cause oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really alone. It was alone plus a person who could hold you back. So there was one woman in the season that I watched that she's like, Oh, uh, this is, uh, this is Bearsberry, and this is uh, Elder Scrollberry, and this is uh, this is the Blue Time, and this is when she knew everything about everything, and she misidentified one of the berries, and it turned out, and it said underneath it, you know, she thinks she's eating Bearsberries, but it's really uh, <laughs> this is really exactly li- po- poisonberry. This is really this this is really uh, lichen's grasp, and. <laughs> And it, it causes severe uh, abdominal pains. It causes diarrhea. It causes and, it, and the whole thing, she's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong with me. She's like, but I know this is really disgusting. She's like, but I've, I've, I've had diarrhea for days. And, and, you know, she's going on and on and on. And she finally tapped. And she's like, I, I literally am, am whittle, just dying, like, on camera. And with this guy, he was like a Paul Bunyan fucking beard down to his belly button and strong as can be. And he obviously was a craftsman. He could build a bush fucking craftsman. He could build the fucking nicest log cabin. He had the backstory of his family. Like his daughter died young and he's doing this for his daughter and everything. And it was like a couple scenes away. I forget what it was. He couldn't catch fish or, or whatever. There's some people that are very successful and, and I feel like he wasn't, and he just said, he's like, you know, this isn't worth it. You know, this is, this really brought me to my pure form of, of who I am. And, and my family is what's important. This, I thought this was important and I thought the money was important. And he's like, bless you. He's bless. like, he's like, this, this is not, Two times. this is not what's important. Sorry. He's like, and I need to leave. And he wasn't yeah. in tears and he wasn't anything. He was just like, this was great. No, I, it was a great and, and experience. I, 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 I I do like that. Like I said, I think those shows are like like Naked and Afraid to me is is a little bit cheesy, and it's like, come on, what the the it's like a they pair them up, and you're like, 
it's like I think the draw is like, oh, something gonna something untoward is gonna ha- gonna happen. And they're mm-hmm. like, don't step on a fucking thorn because one of you is gonna fucking get a, an infection and then you're gonna be a freaking detriment. So, what are your thoughts, Corey? It was a great. It's it's a great series, man. Um, it's it's definitely intriguing. Uh, like I said, it, there's there's some to it. And oh, to go back to the the point about, about producers and all that. Yeah, it, it's not the it's not the entire thing. It's not overproduced, but there's just certain parts that after watching six, you know, six episodes of it, you can tell like these people wouldn't just be saying this stuff out in the woods alone on their own. No. If they didn't have someone there, even if it's for just a couple hours, there was at least, there was one person walking with them being like, Hey, so what what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, and I, the, I thought, you know, I thought the same thing. There's um, it felt prompted. It felt like too many people were speaking out loud, and I feel like that if if a production company didn't at least say, you need to constantly be talking, we're not going to save any footage of you where you're not narrating what you're doing, or someone's in the background saying, is there anyone at home that you're thinking about? And then they cut to, oh, my wife and my kids and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because they're constantly talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the woman was afraid of the wolf, I'm like, wait a minute, that wolf's not even coming at you. The wolf hasn't. You saw the wolf. The wolf hasn't seen you yet. And there, and there, and there was like a third. It seemed like a 30 minute dialogue. Oh, I hope it is. I hope it is. But that's what they need. You know, people need that to right. to produce and, some and, kind of thing that's watchable because otherwise they just walk around. You're not going to know what the fuck's going through their head. You know. Well, and that's and that's like it because if any of the three of us were in that exact same scenario without knowing that it's going to be on national television, I I could probably go a day and a half without saying two sentences. So yeah, for these people to be sitting out there with, you know, cameras and be like, Oh yeah. And I'm thinking about this and I'm going to do this with this. Like that's like you said, Nick, it's, it's prompted that that's coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a, a drives the watchability. Yeah. Right. And, and at a, at that kind of production level, you're not just going to trust these people to go out with the cameras and get that footage on their own. And then they bring it back and you rewatch and you're like, Nope, we can't use any of this. At some point there's someone there that has control over that. And it is basically paying attention to all that stuff. So yeah, it's not totally alone, but yeah, the experience is very, very serious and very in depth. But Corey, my, my thought is this, Um, if they wanted to keep that alone mindset, they could say, listen, we're putting 50 of you out here. We're separating you by five miles, 10 miles, whatever it may be. We're only going to use the top 10. And the top 10, our criteria, is you have to keep talking to your GoPro. You have to keep talking to your camera. It has There has to be watchability. Otherwise, we're not going to use your footage. And you're going to... But I think you'd find that you'd get probably like 1%. You might get one out of that 50. I think you'd have to put like 200 people in there to get... A show's worth it because again, we people aren't wired that way. Ultimately, if you think about what do you do, what what are the things that you do that are fairly complex by yourself in your home, uh, and nobody wants to take in, uh, wants to see any all your dumps, your pee breaks, you eating a meal, uh, you making a meal for yourself when you're just going, I'm just slapping four eggs together. But but I but I also feel that sep- <laughs> that's after me giving you these simple rules and saying. Yeah, well, you're going to be on national television, and uh, the prize is several hundred thousand dollars. 
I feel like that's a little bit of yeah. Motivation. But if you're not trained for it, you'll still suck. Right. I'd be like. My butthole itches, and I don't know why. I wish I had some itch cream. Well, there's some people that just, <laughs> and, and there's some people that just start singing. There's some people that are just fucking. You can tell that someone told them like you have to keep talking. So there's some people that are like yeah, yeah but, but, but this fucking- and, and I I I get where you're coming from with, with that premise, but the same turnaround. There's a, a there's a service or or a company such as Netflix that's fronting the money for this this show, mm-hmm. and they're not going to want to do. A second take or oh we didn't we didn't we didn't get enough on that no no they're they're gonna make sure that money that they're investing and putting into it it's gonna be done right the first time no matter what and that's what because otherwise yeah if you did okay we're only gonna take 10 but we're gonna put 50 people out there nick you would need you'd need 350 people and then maybe you might get 10 out of that that actually do what you want and what they say. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that they probably put 20 and they probably have production teams following in the distance. And I feel like everything is live and they can hear all their mics. And every now and then there's producers that say, all right, you need to stimulate this. You need to move in. You need to ask some questions. You um, said stimulate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very intimate stimulation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The guys at work would appreciate that, Corey. <laughs> tall Corey, tall Corey's really gonna appreciate it. Oh, he loves some intimate stimulation. Exactly, he's like five nine, and a half. Just, he's so tall. <laughs> All right, so new assignments, uh, gentlemen. I would absolutely take if if there's something that the two of you can agree on. Um, I would absolutely take uh, what I have, which is Days and Confused, and uh, I'm sure it'd be very easy for you guys to agree on something if if you don't. I, I don't know. Bob doesn't necessarily like that, but I'm more than willing to watch two different a double things. dip. Yeah, and 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 catch up. I've done it many times in the past. So if there's something you guys can, I already know it. If well, who's giving it to you? Because I already know what I'm giving. No, I'm you. saying if you and Corey can agree on something to give to me, <laughs> I'll I'll agree on whatever Todd wants to give. Okay, but I, I want. I don't, gonna, know, dude, I don't Don't give me some fucking draft shit. You have to. It's not. No, no, give no. Me something I, that you think I will like. I think you'll like. I think I, I think that I'm taking a risk, but I think you'll like it because, based, on, I'm telling you, I think you're gonna like this. Okay. The league. Isn't this what you said was about the draft? It's not about the. It's it's not about the draft. It's a, it's about it's a it's a sitcom. The, dra- the draft about, like it's Vietnam. <laughs> no, no, it's a sitcom about uh, people who take fantasy football a bit too serious. Okay. I think so. It's basically Nick. No, no, and that, that's what I'm saying. I think I, I don't think take it it's through the eyes. Of I hate it. No, no, it's, it's it's through the eyes of you. Sorry. Yes, exactly. It's through your eyes. I think that's why I think this is. I think this is a sideways slam dunk. I hope. I think so. as much as you, the fact that you think you're not gonna not like it, I think you're gonna love it because I think it's hilarious. But I think it's it is the life that you're living. And it's called what? <laughs> it's called the league. The league. Yep. Okay, uh, and obviously uh, Todd has Corey. Corey has Todd. All right, Todd. Yes, sir. Uh, have you seen the most hated man on the internet? No. That's all you, buddy. All right, and I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double dip. I gave I think I gave this to Bob, but have you seen Belfast? Uh, I don't believe I have. There you go. You have Belfast. All right, sweet. What's today's date? Uh, 23rd? 20, uh, well, it's 24th for you now, isn't it? 
We'll go with 23rd. He said Belfast. Yes. All right, so I got him. I got him locked in. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, that was fantastic. Absolutely fucking fantastic. It was rocky from the start. Yep. But uh, we absolutely made it work. So for Mr. Bob Rankin, who's up celebrating with his brethren... Corey Selesky, Mr. Todd Dillon, I'm Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Be good to yourselves and each other.